0: I find very often in, in life and in, in business leadership one of the most important, one of the many important areas for a, uh, a leader, for a decision maker, is to clearly understand the differences between cause and effect. Sometimes d- different um, uh, elements are, are correlated and closely, directly correlated, but it's not always clear which is the cause and which is the effect. And we have examples like that in, in terror as well, of course, for example... Questions around Kedusha and, and the halachot of Kedusha. So, for example, uh, Shabbos is a day of Kedusha. Shabbos is also a day on which there are ma- very many specific halachot. Which causes which? Are all these halachot because Shabbos has Kedusha? Or does Shabbos have Kedusha because of the halachot? Which is the cause and which is the effect? Um, a kohen has more halachot than a Yisrael. Does that does that make him more Kurdish? Does that give him added kedusha, or is it because he's got added kedusha that these these exist? If one looks at the world through a, a a kabbalistic lens, we like to think that there's inherent kedusha in these things, and the result of the kedusha is that there are certain halachot that the kedusha causes. But if we use a talmudic lens to look at the world, it's not so simple that that's the case. Um, and, and as we are able to see in, in this Sugya on Daphmeim Amudalef, at least according to Rashi, we'll analyze it, uh, the opposite might be the case. It's the halachot that caused the Kedusha. And this Sugya takes us gently into the area of Shvi'is, of Shmita year, which is the, the seventh year which we're coming to this, uh, this Rosh Hashanah. And we're already in Yisrael, already beginning to deal with the, the halachot of Shmita. And Shmita also, there's Kedusha involved. And there are halachot that are involved. Which is the cause and which is the effect? Are there, is the Kedusha there and therefore there halachot? Or the halachot there and therefore there's Kedusha? And it all revolves around a, the, the posuk in, in Bahar. Shabbat ha'aretz lachem u'lavdecha And the, the, the Shabbos of the land is for you to eat. You and your servant and your maidservant and and your employees, who live with you, and in a very important Rashi on that pasuk, because we get without the soul of shmita, what what is really about. V'aitach Shavata, says Rashi, even though I have imposed halachot that that forbid certain aspects of shmita produce for you. I haven't forbidden you to eat or enjoy the Shemitah produce. That's not what it's about. But you shouldn't treat produce of the Shemitah as if you own it. Everybody has equal rights to it. Ownership is suspended. So Shemitah is an economic equalizer once every seven years in a system that is otherwise... Fairly free market oriented. The the system of the Torah is, free, is pretty much free market. There are laws of tzedakah, which help uh, distribute wealth. And there's the Shemitah, which helps once every seven years. That helps distribute wealth. And more than that, as being an economic system, it also calibrates our relationship to our wealth. It just reminds us, once every seven years, we're not the Balabatim, we're not the owners. Shabbat lachem lochalas is Rashi, min ha'shavut ochel, min ochel, you can eat from that which has just been left to lie, but you can't eat from food that is shamur, from a field that is being protected, because that's ownership. And ownership makes it also, you're not allowed to eat from something that you've shown ownership over. Um, and, so, and so Rashi goes on. So in this Gemara, we've got a discussion about wood. Is wood affected by, by uh, Shemitah? And that affects the lulav, which is uh, branches. Uh, Is the Lulu affected by by Shemitah, or isn't it? Um, And the gemara says it depends. Generally, wood is not affected by Shemitah because of a principle that is a strange principle, a very important one in Shemitah here, which is that... So the Gemara says, Shani hatam. wood is different. In the Pesach we learned, this is for you to eat. Now the word achal has two meanings. Ochel has the meaning of eating. But if you remember in the in the, snare, in the burning bush, then Moshe goes to look and sees that the snare is bo'er va'esh va'eno ukal, it doesn't get consumed by the fire. So the word achila does not just mean eating. The word achila means fueled. That's really what it is. It, it hasn't, it, the con, the consum, when fuel is consumed to energize, and that's what food is. So the word uh, ochel, and it's an interesting approach to eating altogether. The idea that food is is fuel, and and when the eating and the biuro, when it when it is consumed and destroyed simultaneously. That's, that's where we have a problem. Which excludes wood, because wood, you consume, you get the benefit from the wood after you've destroyed the wood. Rabbeinu Chananel and the Ritvor both explain that slightly differently. Rabbeinu Chananel says, because the cooking process starts after you, you, you put the wood and the wood burns, it's after the wood is finished burning that the real cooking takes place. The Ritvo says because the, the benefit is not from the, the cooking. The benefit is from the eating. So it's two different approaches to, to cooking and eating. You've got the chefs who, for whom cooking is the main thing. Uh, and, and according to the Ritvo, the eating is the main thing. The culinary expert would say eating is the main thing. So when you, you eat after the wood is, con, is consumed already, and, and says Rabbi Delchanan, even you cook after the wood is already consumed. So it's not by inker chad. It's not shahanato shave. When you eat an apple, you're consuming it, you're eating it, you're enjoying it, and destroying it simultaneously. That that's the kind of issue we're talking about. But when you enjoy it and you, when the the moment of destruction and the moment of enjoyment are not at the same, are not simultaneous, that's not covered by by Shemitah. Now, there are two Rashi's that are really important. The Rashi that starts, Shani Hatam, and the Rashi that starts, Shana Tov, because what Rashi teaches us is two different principles, both deduced from these words, Lachem ochla both deduced from the principle of Misha Sheha The one Rashi says is, the. De'ein Mutal shvite, Ela Hanaa the only type of pleasure you're allowed to get from peyrot shviyot. So if you've got Perot that, are, that have been treated correctly for Shviit, they have kedushat Shviit. So you didn't you didn't treat it wasn't treated by the farmer as if he's an owner, and therefore the Perot can be used on shviyot. The way they can be used is if hanad Adomela, achila. That kind of usage, which yeah. is like achila in the sense that the pleasure and the Destruction are simultaneous. Um, and in the second rashi, he says, And from the same rasha, we learn another principle. That shviz only applies to those fruits that are generally used for consumption that comes together with destruction. That's the, those, those are the fruits, but if there's foods like wood, which we've said, wood generally, we've talked to Rabbi Hananah, we've looked at the Ritvor, Rashi says wood is, the real usage of wood is after it becomes charcoal. You burn the wood and then when it simmers down and, the wood, and then it creates a nice fire. And like we do a barbecue, you don't barbecue while the flames are going all over the place. You let the, the flames die down and now it's no longer wood. So you first destroy the wood and now it becomes good for cooking. That's not that's that's not covered by Shvis, and therefore wood generally, apart from certain exceptions, like the Lulav, wood is not is not affected by the Shvis. So Rashi says there are two principles we learn. The one is the nature of consumption that is permitted for fruit that is affected by Shvis, and that is consumption where the hanaa and the bi'ur are simultaneously, are simultaneous. And second, which plants are affected by Shmitta? Those plants that are that, whose purpose is to be consumed in a way where Hana'ah and Bi'ur come simultaneously. So the the, the the issue is really, how do we learn these two things from this one posuk? Are these two different arachot? They learn from one posuk, they learn from one drasha. Clearly, Rashi is teaching us that they're completely linked. They're not only cor- correlated, but there's a cause and effect relationship between them. Meaning that if... Shvi, it only applies. What is the halakha? Let's look at the halakha. The halakha is that what is forbidden, what is forbidden is to eat it in a way other than Hana'ah and, and Biur coming together. So we're given a very specific way in which it can be used. It can only be used if Hana'ah and Biur come together, but if Hana'ah and Biur don't come together, it can't be used. That's the halakha that applies to this fruit. Now that we know the halakha, says Rashi, we also know the Kudusha. If the Halakha doesn't apply to a particular vegetable or fruit, then Kedusha doesn't apply to it. So by the, by the correlation and the juxtaposition of these two principles in Rashi, the principle of what is forbidden and what has Kedusha, we see which is cause and which is effect. The only way to learn the Rashi is that the cause is the Halakha and the effect is the Kedusha which taken to our example of Shabbat, would mean it's because we're given all these halachot in Shabbat. That makes Shabbat Kodesh. That's what gives it the Kedusha. If the halachot weren't there, it wouldn't have the Kedusha. And we see that in a a few other places. The one I've brought for you is a a Tosfus in Masech, the Kedushin on Daf Be'ez, Amun right in the beginning of Masech at Kedushin, where Tosfus talks about why do we use the word Kedushin for marriage? Why Kedusha? And Tosvah says, because it because it means when a man says to a woman, you are restricted to me, you're dedicated to me, not to anybody else, there's now an isur eshet ish. So I'm applying halachot to you by giving the woman the ring and she accepting the ring, there's a whole new area of halachot that applies and that creates kedushah. And you remember the, the Rashi in the Ramban in Parashat Kedushim. What is Kedusha? Rashi says, That wherever you find Geder Erva, you find Kedusha. So which comes first? It's not because there's Kedusha, now you're not allowed to have Arias. Because a shul has Kedusha, men and women should sit separately when you daven. No, because men and women sit separately when you daven, that gives it Kedusha. And, and all the other things you're not allowed to do in a shul and you have to do in a shul, all those halachot is what gives the, 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 the shul its Kedusha. And the Ramban says it's not just arayot, it's any, any area. The more the halachot, the more you tighten and restrict the use of an object or a period of time or a person, the more halachot that are applied, the greater the level of Kedusha. So this is important, as I say, very different from the Kabbalistic approach, but this is important not only in, in the way we understand Al-Acha and Kedushah, but it's important in life altogether. We need to understand that to make a thing special, even if we don't get into Kedushah properly, just the idea of specialness, the way you make something special, is by restriction, by, by using it for only specific purposes. You make a, a, a space, that you might have a space in your house, is, which is where you learn, you have a study, which is where you learn in Daven. You don't watch TV there, you don't do other you just learn in Daven there. That gives it Kedushah because you don't use it for anything else. A period in time that you use for tefillah, or a period in time that you use every day, the same time, that gives that period of time kadusha. Um, and and in, in every area that to be able to be very specific, the more general one is in, in how an object or a piece of time or a person is used, the less specialness there is. Uh, if you have an instrument, you have a surgeon has a particular a scalpel that he only uses to operate, that's a different kind of implement from a knife in the kitchen that you cut anything with. And if your wife has a knife in the kitchen, she says, this is only for cutting meat. Don't use it for anything else. That makes it special. That gives it a special status. So just as in life, by giving, by giving also with people, this person, this is his speciality. When somebody has a speciality, that's what they do. When one's designing a business, it's for this purpose. This is what this business does. This is what it's for. We're not going to do all the other stuff that our competitors are doing. We're focused on this. This is what we focus. That focused purpose and focused use is what brings specialness into an object or a period of time or a person or a business. And in the area of Kedusha, it's no different. It's the focus of usage that is restricted through halachot, that indicates a very dedicated and focused purpose that gives an object or a person or a period of time its kadusha